This episode is brought to you by Bolt and Barrel Oil. Bolt and Barrel is a premium synthetic graphene-infused all-purpose lubricant that will outperform anything on the market. The graphene in Bolt and Barrel's formula creates a microscopic separation in between metal-on-metal contacts. Great for farms, bicycles, power tools, or anything that needs a high-performance lubricant. Bolt and Barrel is a veteran-owned company and available online at www.boltandbarreloil.com as well as select retailers around the country. Check them out on Instagram at Bolton Barrel Oil. Again, that's www.boltonbarreloil.com and use promo code scrolling for 10% off at checkout. This episode has also been brought to you by Cloverstone Digital Group. Cloverstone Digital Group has been in the marketing business since 2003. They've helped everybody from one person business with a smaller budget to national retailers with $35 million budget. They're helping me with my business and they can also help you too. You can find them on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group or at www.cloverstonedigital.com. Again, they are offering a free consultation to all my listeners to let them know that Tom sent you. Again, that's on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group and www.cloverstonedigital.com. Let them know that Tom sent you. What is up, y'all? What's going on, man? Welcome to another episode. It's a new series, man. We didn't we didn't say that before, but this is a uh, 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 the Tom and Tim show. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> one, one could argue that others may have already seen that in the beginning, exactly. just waiting for us to figure it out. Yeah. Exactly, uh, man. We're doing um, part two of deployments, my dude. <clears throat> So this is an interesting one, uh, you know, as, as we said in the other episode, you know, deployments uh, are typically portrayed in the, the YouTube capacity as a, a lot about specifics of combat and killing in particular moments in time. And we just decided to try to do something different and talk about all the other aspects of uh, deployments other than putting rounds downrange. Stuff that, uh, so, stuff that a lot of people don't even really know about because it's never really... Talked about it unless you're talking to somebody actually, you know what I'm saying, somebody that you know that's in, family members, stuff like that. Besides that, like the average person wouldn't really um, have heard some of this shit at all. No, I agree. It's just a, it's a whole another aspect. I think when, when people like us get together, we know that there's so much more that that it, it entails. Right. But I think the average person has like like no idea. Well, not so. well, not because it's just not uh, doesn't make the movies and doesn't make the books. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You are correct. So the the second installment of it is called Relationships and Friends yeah, buddy. Uh, during your deployment. So you uh, serving in, in really in, in three different parts, but uh, you being able to serve as a ranger and within special forces. So the day that you know that you're going, like what size element, like in a team, a platoon level, uh, like what's the normal amount of people that you're going to travel with? Uh, when I was in Ranger Battalion, like I said, it, it, it depends, man. Like I've gone to places where it was just our platoon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've gone to some places where it was just our company, but I would say yeah. generally it was always, uh, I would say platoon, platoon and, and platoon not, size. Yeah. yeah, platoon size, maybe, uh, you know, uh, company minus, you know what I mean? Um, gotcha. but when I got to SF, man, like, you know, um, um, you always send out your, you know what I'm saying? You send out like a, like the warrant or, or uh, a senior Bravo or something like that to go do PDSS, uh, pre-deployment sur- uh, site survey, mm-hmm. right? So like, you know, usually you send out, you know what I'm saying, two dudes ahead of time. But for us, so SF is usually a 12 man element, but mm-hmm. uh, I've never seen a 12 man fucking on that team 
<laughs> I've never seen a 12 man team. Um, and I, and I would, I would venture to say that a lot of people that SF guys listening will probably say the same too. So I'd say usually, uh, um, 10, 11. Yeah. 10, 11. It's, dudes. I mean, you know, just as well as I do, it's, it's, it's on the, uh, on the infantry side of it, you know, it's, it's a 30, 30 man. Once you hit the ground and like yeah. you said, it can kind of break up depending on what you're doing, but it's generally 30 people or larger. Uh, uh, battalion size. When you when you deployed with uh, so so when you guys were bouncing around from from base to base, it was usually just uh, uh, platoon element, or was that like a company like the entire so, company? So when we would do the bouncing part, uh, we would do it uh, mostly as a battalion. But once we got to a particular area, Fuck. they would say, "Hey, company such and such, you're going to go do this." but it's really small. They might say, you company, you're going to go do uh, QRF, but we want you to do it out of this particular place. Right. And of course, once you get there, get to the particular location, that can even lessen. Look, a week's on Tower Guard. Exactly. You know, weeks on QRF and or a, platoon, a squad's on QRF and the other squad's on, uh, you know, base camp security or, or one of those three things, but you could do a multitude of different Bro, things. That is some fucking moving pieces right there. Battalion? Battalion? Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. Dude, the chaos. So, what's that? I said the chaos, man. Absolute chaos. Yeah. So let me ask you, so let me ask you this. How important is that re- like that immediate relationship with the guys that you get ready to go overseas with? Like you know, hey, you're going. Is there a moment that you look to who you who you're gonna be with mostly and say, Man, I'm happy it's you guys, like we work well yeah. together. Yeah, for like, sure. That's man. important, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. for sure, man. Uh when I was in Ranger Battalion, man, like, you know, I, I'm always talking about Ranger Battalion, you know what I'm saying, all the time, like, cause that's, to me, that was the biggest part, you know what I'm saying, of my life, you know what I mean? But when I was in Ranger Battalion, man, we were all fucking brothers. Like, it, it was such a tight-knit fucking group, it was insane, you know what I mean? Like, just like how we were back in, in, in uh, uh, yeah, man, just, just, yeah. just like that, cause you gotta understand, man, you're spending every waking minute, pretty much, with those dudes, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, even back home, really, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, imagine like we were talking last time how, you know, we're saying like when we used to train so much, you'd be gone two weeks to sometimes a month, even more. Then you come back mm-hmm. and who are you hanging out with? The same yeah. motherfucker you just, you just spent those fucking, you know what I'm saying, that month with. So Ranger Battalion was like that, but it's such, it's so more intense and stop tempo so high that you become mm-hmm. one, you know what I mean? Like a lot tighter, I think, than, it, it's, the, it's the tightest group that I've ever been, been a part of. When yeah. I was in, when I was in Ranger Battalion, yeah, man. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I would say, I mean, it's, 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 it's key, man. But now let's, yeah. but now let's go back to SF where, you know, like the op tempo was not, was not as high when I got there. How about that? You know what I'm saying? The op tempo was not yeah. as high. We still train like that, but you, everybody, the average age is like, you know what I'm saying? Like mid thirties, man, thirties to, you know what I'm saying? So it's, everybody's on a different level to where yeah. when you were young and you grew up with these dudes, you, you, you're forced together, but everybody's got families yeah. and shit. And you know what I'm saying? Like I told you before, everybody just wants to come home, come to work, do their job and fucking bounce. Nobody wants to hang out. Nobody wants to talk. They just want to go home. So it, it's, yeah. I found that that's where I struggled, man, to be honest, when I was at SF, like I struggled with that a lot because I was so used to Hawaii and then Ranger Battalion. And like, yeah. I, I love that brotherhood. I love that tightness. And I didn't find that in SF as I did in Hawaii or fucking Ranger Battalion at all. <clears throat> yeah. Got you. Um, I mean, as you know, we, like I said, we, we typically would, once we were in theater or in a particular AO within theater, we would move in 30 platoon or 30 man size platoons. Um, for the most part, you, 
like you said, you're going to spend a lot of time with these guys. Yeah. Um, and you, you learn their personalities, what they like, what they don't like the shit that pisses them off, right? you know, what they love to talk about and what they hate talking about. Um, and you're going to be not only maneuvering outside the wire with these guys, but you're going to be sleeping probably in the, in arm's reach of them, right? uh, probably for the duration of, uh, of your deployment. Um, so, you know, it's super important. And sometimes that could determine whether a deployment goes better or worse, just legitimately Facts. depending on who you got besides Facts, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. That's, that's, that's huge, man. Like if you yeah. like, you know, that's the whole thing about the military. That's why, you know what I'm saying? The, it's, it's called the brotherhood, man. Like, like you got to have that, 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 that cohesiveness. You got to be together. Like you got to be on the same page, man. And yeah. if you're not like, like you said, that can, it's, it's going to throw everything the fuck off of whack, like everything. Yeah. And it's going to cause a lot of trouble. While we're on this topic and uh, I'm, I'm going to share mine with you, but I definitely want to get your opinion on this afterwards. So, you know what, just as well as I do, when you're actually overseas on a deployment together and there is an issue between you and someone in your squad or within your team, right? that's never a lingering, it's been like on my mind for two weeks. Like I like to look at it as I was give I would give people the courtesy. Like, yo, I told you when you when you start talking about that shit, you know, genders and races, I don't I don't like hearing about that. Right. Oh, I got you, I got you, I got you. The next time he does it, it's addressed immediately, regardless of rank or anything. It's you say what you want to say right. right then and there. And if you guys are gonna throw fist about it then you're just going to throw fist about it. And that's just going to be the end of it. But it won't be, no, I work beside this guy and I have this issue that I just can't bring up. What about you? Um, yeah, so <laughs> definitely um, in range of Italian, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a very aggressive environment. <laughs> like, like, very, very aggressive, man. Um, but <sighs> you, if you had problems with somebody, you, you, you're handling it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Within the yeah. team. But you never, like, if I had, a, like, there was never problems, like, one up. Yeah. Like, never. <laughs> like, like even if I, like, my squad leader was, you know, X, Y, and Z, or, you know, he did this and that. Hey, man, I got to eat it up. Like, Ranger Battalion don't play because, like, yeah. they will kick you out. Yeah. So, like, you can't even mouth back. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of that times you got to just eat it up, even team leader level. Like you just even in eat combat, up. even on deployments. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. You got bro, bro. They'll send you back literally on the first thing smoking. Oh, I respect it. Like they don't got like it, it, but within the ranks. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, man, yeah. take take care of business. But um, you know, for instance, I had uh, I knew there was something going on with my team. Right. This is when I was a, a team leader about to be a squad leader. So I knew there was problems within with this one guy. And how many people within in that team, including yourself? Uh, four. OK, four or five. OK, five, so that's a, five, including that one dude that I that I'm about to talk about right now. OK, go ahead. Go but ahead. He didn't last that long. Actually, he didn't even last two months after getting there. But I could feel the tension. And, you know, the the team wanted to handle it. And the senior um, E4 came to me and was like, hey, man. You know, Ace aren't like this dude is some trouble. I'm like, hey man, look, I gotta go handle some paperwork. I, I don't know what y'all gonna talk about, but y'all wanna talk about it, talk about it. <laughs> and they looked at me and I was like, bet I left. You know what I mean? When I came back, things were a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as as far as like, 
you just never disrespect it up. Like even if you knew yeah. he did something wrong, like even if you knew your squad was fucked up, like you just eat yeah. it up. Like you just eat it up. So, and the reason I said it because I remember you know I remember you telling me a story about about when <laughs> yeah. you were a squad leader. So that shit would never. That, that's that's what I was thinking to myself. Yeah, yeah that shit would <laughs> never ride. Like never at all, man. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, man. They don't play that shit, man. And and that's the whole thing. Like, like you're so scared of of losing your job. So yeah. you're so you're just like, fuck it, man. I'm gonna just eat this shit up. And you're just like, hey, when I become a squad leader, I'm not doing that shit. You know what I mean? You yeah, tell your guys, absolutely. hey man, things are gonna be different. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. But so here's a good question. How was how were you able to work with someone that's either in your team, squad, or platoon? that you really don't like? That I really don't like. Yeah, How did, is, is it safe to say that the mission is more important? Yes, yes. Obviously, it, and to that's, some capacity like that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why I was just having a little trouble kind of answering that because again, like, yeah. like when we're there, you're there, like you're not focused on anything else. Like even if somebody pissed you off, you're just like, all right, man, whatever. You know what I mean? You just stay away, you just stay away from from them at the times you were awake. You're like, you go to your rehearsals, you know, some we do our rehearsals for the day, <laughs> do whatever, and then you stay away from them. Like, but then you go back on the mission and you do what you gotta do because like you said, that comes first above anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I'm gonna ask you this because I'm because re- this always intrigues me because, you know, going from um, Hawaii to Ranger Battalion, like I said, in Ranger Battalion, like you can't do that shit. You can't fucking voice back. But how did you guys deal with that? Because I know for me, like that would drive me nuts if I had somebody that was constantly arguing back and you're just like, what can I do with this dude? Like, what am I going to do with him? Yeah. Like, how did you guys deal with that, man? Uh, back in Garrison, back in Hawaii, it, it, it was kind of similar to Ranger Battalion. Like you didn't dare. Right. Like you didn't dare, like you would get destroyed immediately. But I think once we deployed, like tensions were always readily available to be extremely high. Right. And right. a lot of times it's like, Hey, what you did was just kind of could have got us kind of fucked up. Right. You know, and it's just kind of like, I'm going to address that shit right now. Right. Or sometimes it's just like, yeah, I'll get back to the fob and then we'll talk about it then. Right. But it just depended on the situation. I think the the more stressed and anxious we were, the more prone we were to literally just damn near throwing fisticuffs. So I'm actually glad that you said exactly what you just said right there. This is why I give. And I say this all the time, man. I give regular army, I give regular army so much fucking respect. Like a year to 15 months, bro, like of course shit's gonna happen, but you gotta understand again, like for us, we're there for three months. Yeah. Like you don't have time, like even by the time shit's starting to get on your nerves, guess what? You're back home. So go home. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have time like but I could see, man, if you're for a year, oh, I'm I'm pretty sure shit would be a little different for us too, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's something, like I said, it's, it's, it's very odd to just see a spades game turn into like an all out, like fist fight, right. All because someone slammed a joker with like too much authority in in your face. Right. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's tension that ends up being built up. So let me ask you this. Did you have someone that you absolutely loved like in your team that you just thought was just awesome? You love being in the presence they were just like a really, really, really cool person or any of the deployments. Yeah, man. Um, oh yeah, dude. I've always had, uh, you know, one or two guys in my squad, you know what I'm saying? That I was always like, that was my ace. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not gonna mention his name because he's still in, but um, I got one buddy from Rainer Battalion, like, you know what I'm saying? We were, 
you know, back home we were tearing it up and then on deployments we were tearing it. We were in the same squad, you know what I mean? As a matter of fact, after, um, so I was a squad leader right after I left, I think he ended up taking that that squad over, man. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, oh yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Yeah. It, it, think- it makes a deployment a lot easier, man, when you got that one close individual that you can always go to for every single thing, you know what I mean? Because we all got problems from back home. So it's always good to have that one person that you can vent to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite guy was my saw gunner. Um, and for one, he laughed at all my jokes. Right. So, so he always thought I was funny. Even when I wasn't that funny, he still <laughs> laughed. I don't know why, but I think he just thought that I was goofy and funny. Right. But, um, whenever we would go somewhere and we would have to do tower watch yeah. or something like that, you know, two people in a tower, things like that, 12 on 12 off, I would always want it to be him. Right. Because we could go a good six hours of just like storytelling yeah. and like making each other laugh. And the next thing you know, it's getting light outside and you got an hour to go. Right. Um, and he listened, you know what I mean? Like everything I told him to do, he was just like, Roger, sorry, no problem. Like he figured it out, but he never hesitated to, to squeeze off rounds in that saw. Right. And I'll, I always admire that about him. Like I was about to tell you to, but <laughs> shit, you're already on it. Uh, but that, yeah. That's in, see, that's what amazes me, man. When you got somebody on your team that you just click, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and and it just happens. Things just happen without even, you know, you needing to say anything. It's just because you're so in tune with each other. You've trained so much together. You've worked with each other so much that you know what he needs and what you need without even saying anything. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a combat deployment, but I'll tell you right now, man, I wish I could have stayed longer so I could have deployed with Chris. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like that was my dude. You know what I mean? Like that was my dude, man. Um, never got to deploy with him, but we're at least combat, but you know what I mean? We deployed yeah. to Bosnia and, and we fucking tore shit up over there. But yeah, um, it is a beauty, man. Like the connection that you get, that you build with somebody and that words don't need to be said and you just know what needs to be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a whole nother level, man. So <clears throat> was there someone during any of your deployments that you absolutely hated having to work with. I mean, you obviously don't have to say the name, but more so the characteristics of that person yes. that made you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> share? There was a deployment. Um, I'm trying to see how I can say this. <laughs> um, I was new to the, I was new to the team. I was new. You know what I'm saying? I was newer to the team and they had already been together for a very long time, like a very long time. And I had just got to the team and uh, it, I find it's always hard, man. Like when a team has already been deployed together numerous times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They work together and then you come in and it's like, you try to like fit yourself into the puzzle. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if it, and if you're off with just one dude, it trickles off <laughs> to the rest of the guys. You know what I'm saying? It's a fact. So, so um, it, I had one, I had a, uh, an element like that. And it, mm-hmm. and it took me, you know what I'm saying? It took me, I'd say about a good, a good minute, man. I'm a hard head. If I don't, if I feel tension, I, I tend to shut down and I tend to push back instead of yeah. s- sit back and let me analyze what the fuck is going on. How can yeah. I fix this? I just, I get very aggressive and very defensive and I'm just like, <laughs> I shut down, man. I like, I, I yeah. like I do, I shut down. Pretty much to the point where I'm like, I, I'm not doing shit for you. I'm only gonna do what I need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a team like that, man. Um, an element like that. But we ended up working together. So, you know what I'm saying? We ended up becoming so close by, you know I'm saying? After a while that it, things worked out, but um, yeah, I would say that was it, man. That was the one team. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, one of our, one of our team leaders was just an older guy that I just didn't get along with very well. In fact, no one got along with him. He was a little bit older, um, in, in infantry land as an E5, when you're in your mid to late thirties, you're considered prehistorically old. Right. Uh, and he was one of those dudes that was just very bitter and very lazy and just complained. I mean, anything could happen good, bad, or indifferent. And he would find the shittiest thing about it. Right. And like ride it. He was a sickly dude. He was always, uh, my leg, my back. I'm like, yo, we are here humping like miles, bro. Like, right. how did you get, how did you even get into this field of, of jobs? If you can't do this, like, this is basic shit for what we're doing. <laughs> right. Here. Right. But, um, I think the command knew that he was a little odd and, and not one of the better team leaders. And they had no problem like moving him around within the elements so that the mission could be accomplished. Um, I want to get back to that. Well, actually, let me ask you that first. But then I got a question for you regarding uh, 25th. So remind me after this one. Sure. Um, so when that happens, right? Like, I know for us, when, I mean, it's like anywhere else, when somebody comes to you from another team, the first thing you're thinking is, oh shit, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck did he do? Like, why, why are we getting him? You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. When something like that happens over there with you guys and you guys are there for so long, I mean, obviously word travels. Does that make yeah. it even more and more difficult for that individual or does he, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that, like, like, how'd you guys deal with that there? Well, uh, one, you know, when the first moment started occurring that he was basically somewhat of a dirtbag, right. you know, it was addressed immediately. Right. And then like, it's, and then like, and then it gets addressed immediately again. And then it's just kind of like, okay, when we start doing this, you're not in charge. <laughs> right. So they end up putting someone in his squad or his team in charge of, of him and the team. Oof. And it's just like, wow, uh, the results were great. Right. So we're going to just kind of do that if need on a need by on a need, uh, need be basis kind of, but everyone knew it. Right. That he was a, a dirt bag. It was just, he didn't care. Like he was so into his own being that he didn't even see it. <sighs> see, and, and that's tough, man, because imagine if y'all could just get rid of, just, just, Hey man, get, get out of here. Get us a new dude. Get this dude out of here. Like not, don't even yeah. put him in another company. Don't even put him in another platoon. Just, just yeah. send him back home. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. That is the one beauty that I loved, loved about Rainer Battalion. And I'm telling you this, man, I've seen fucking lieutenants on a deployment fuck up and no bullshit. You wake up and you're like, hey, man, where's so-and-so? They're like, nah, I'm going to go back home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> like, like you're like, oh, shit, man. Like, and I, and I love that because we did like, it's not even about sending him to the next platoon or anything. It's like, hey, man, this dude's done. He's a, he's a, he's a turd. He's a shit bag. We got to get him the fuck out of here. We're not even going to contaminate or, or inject him into another uh, yeah. uh, platoon. But let me ask you this before I forget. Before I, so when I left, you were in Charlie Company and then you ended up going to Alpha. I, I went to the, I went to the S2 shop as a, maybe he'll like not being rained on all day and maybe he'll reenlist. Was that, so that was right when I left though, right? Yeah. So and it worked obviously. So, oh, okay. So you went to S3 and then you ended up going to back. To, yeah. I went to, I went to S2 and then they sent me to, to uh, Bravo Company. Okay. 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 How was yeah. that? So you got to them right before you deployed though, right? legitimately right before they deployed. How, so how was that? Um, it was just one of those, like people had been seeing me cause I would deliver the blotter reports and the shit from the S2 every morning. So most right. people had seen me. And then when I saw them, they're just kind of like, Oh man, it'll be great to have you. Right. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm psyched. And it didn't take me long to, to fit in. I mean, I had been, you know, I had already been in the battalion. So people right. knew me. It wasn't like I was a guy that came from another organization, but right. it was a, it was a pretty quick and easy adjustment. 
personality based, it was easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I loved, I loved 114, man. The reason I was asking is just because that, but then when you said that, I just remembered, oh yeah, we had all been together for so damn fucking long anyway. Like everybody in the battalion, like kind of knew each other or had heard of each other in some way, yeah. some form anyhow. So, all right. Yeah. So here's a question for you. So keeping relationships, you know, flourishing and in a good place is obviously important, but on a deployment, it can be magnified, the right. importance of it. So was there any instance where you either A, needed something or, you know, needed information about something that having a good relationship with someone was able to get you? Oh, heck yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, uh, when I was in... Um, when I was in Recce, uh, Ranger Battalion, you know, we were working with some elements and we were doing, I was doing, that's when I started really getting into the Intel stuff, the ASO, the advanced uh, special operations stuff, you know what I'm saying? I was really getting into mm -hmm. that stuff. That is when I, I learned because before that I was just, you know what I'm saying, infantry down in line where now yeah. I have, now I was working with all these other elements, you know what I mean? It had to get this Intel and that's when I learned you gotta fucking have good relationship. You gotta fucking give and take with everybody. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where, I, that's where I really learned about the give and take within the community. And you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Getting information, like you said, whether it's getting information for Intel stuff or, hey man, I need a favor, you know what I'm saying, for this, 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 or hey man, I need some equipment from here. Um, that was very vital, man. Yeah. Um, from from that time on when I was in recce, that's, uh, I would always preach that, especially when I got to uh, SF, man, I would tell people like, yo, you got to treat everybody with respect, all the support guys, like you got to, you can't talk down to them because these dudes yeah. control everything. Like they will fuck you over. They will either give you what you want, not give you what you want or take forever and just and just screw you over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I've always had a good reputation with, when it came to that, you know what I mean? With, with, with the give and take. Like I said, I would always come with something, you know what I mean? If I, yeah. like, like, I would never wait until I needed something. If I thought like, hey man, I know so-and-so likes this, I would bring it to them first and be like, hey man, I was just thinking about you, when, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when this thing's in, here you go. And that goes a long way. And yeah. one thing I realized is that, um, you know, not all, but I knew some SF guys just lacked that because they were too cool for school. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they thought they were here and everybody else was below them. They should be doing what they wanted them to do. And it's like, nah, bro, that's not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that ain't how that rolls at all. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, um, I, I had it. I had an instance where maybe you even remember this guy, but he was the guy who replaced who Jack replaced as supply. His name was, I think, Sergeant Ryan. Maybe it's what his vaguely, name. Vaguely, vaguely. Uh, but he obviously had moved on before we deployed, and then obviously we deployed, and we went to this one base, maybe just for a refuel of sorts for the night, a couple of hours or whatever. And we start. We went to get something to eat. Well, I think they had ran out of food. Right. And then I saw him back there, like with, you know, the supply and the, and the cook people. I'm like, hey, blah, 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 shooting the shit. You know, he kind of sized me up, yeah. you know, looked at my, you know, looked at my uniform a little bit. It's like, right. oh, blah, blah, blah. Asked about a few people. Oh, you know, Jack is good. This person's good. This person's good. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, like, you know, can you help us out with something? Yeah. And he legitimately like went in the back and made like a really nice crate size, like care package of like juices and all this other cool stuff. Right. And just gave it to me and was like, yo, it's good to see you. Tell everybody I said hi. I'm like, yo, love and respect, blah, blah, blah. So it was, and I hadn't seen him in probably a year or two. You know what I mean? So, but that having that relationship and always being like Fuck cool yeah. with him and nice with him, you basically got us some good, some good pogey bay for the night. You know who really, really taught me that? Jack, unknowingly. <laughs> yeah. Jack never taught me that, like, you know, like sat me down and like, hey, but watching him, 
right? Mm-hmm. And how he moved with people subconsciously. Now that I think about it, now that you mentioned that, that's really where I learned it from. Because if you, because yeah. because now thinking about it, you know, if if I hadn't been friends with Jack and Jack hadn't taken me under his wing and, and, and took me in as a little brother and learned and watched him, I think I would have take, probably taken on the way other infantry guys would tr- were treating support guys and I probably yeah. would have sucked into that, you know what I mean? But having yeah. Jack, that kind of gave me a different perspective and like, oh shit, nah, man. And Jack was always that type of dude. Like he would treat you how you treat him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he helps you out if you cool with him. If, if you're just a dick, he's going to, Treat you that way too, you know what I mean? And, and he's gonna let it be known. He's, he will up. He will let it be known, man. <laughs> so yeah, man. That's yeah, man. It's funny you say that. I didn't even. Yeah. yeah. So here's something interesting that a lot of people probably never talk about during deployments is uh, you can actually have a romantic, intimate yeah. relationship overseas. Uh, we did actually have a couple that was married. Uh, there really? were different parts of the battalion. Yeah. And they let them sleep in the same little connects together and everything. So that was always cool. They're still married by the way, which really? is even better, but that's dope, um, that's dope. yeah, you, you, you can have intimate relationships overseas. People have needs. Yes. People have wants. Yes. And, uh, on the rating scale, everybody's number is, <laughs> uh, um, one or a two. Plus, plus three. Oh, plus three. <laughs> plus, you get, you get an automatic plus three during a deployment. And if you've been there for six yeah. months, it's like a plus four. Uh, but everyone has needs and wants. And you find a place, you get it in where you can get it in. Yeah. And y'all like go together or whatever the status of it is. But it is very, very possible on deployments. Your yes, thoughts? it is. Yes, it is. And I've also seen it uh, destroy <laughs> <laughs> a lot of marriages also. <laughs> That's the, Hey, that's the flip side of yeah. it is, you know, whether you're married or single, everyone still has needs. Just some people act and some people don't. Of course. On deployments, some people act. Yeah, man. I, you know, like we talked before, um, um, you know, for me, it, it's I never was really on that t- on that. You know, let me try to get some because I was just yeah. one. It, it was like I'm, I'm only here for three months. Yeah. And I'm just here to do what I got to do. And plus the scheduling and time. And, you know, for a while when I was in, uh, when I was in Ranger Battalion, you know, you couldn't just go hang out at the fucking jock or the talk. You know what I mean? Like, like you just yeah. can't go hang out. There. And that's where usually the women were because I, I mean, obviously just like infantry, we're just nothing but dudes anyhow. You know what I mean? Right. So mm-hmm. um, that was never something I never really cared or pursued about, but I did later on. Once I got to SF, did, did have deployments where um, they weren't combat, but I was, you know what I mean, living out out in the economy and, and you know. Yeah. You can build oh, some relationships. And, <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. And, and be mindful for the listener. This can be service member and service member. Yeah. It can be service member and local. Yeah. It can be service member and civilian who works on the base. Right. It can be a multitude of different things. Right, right. Um, so... Another thing during deployments is you obviously have interpreters that work with you. What was your relationship with your interpreters? None. Is it a good relationship? None. No interpreters? No, 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 no. We had interpreters, but there's no there's no relationship at all. Like oh, okay. like like they only come like literally we tell them, hey man, like 30 minutes be out by the bird, and that's all they know. Like we oh, don't okay. Yeah, there's no talking, like you know what I'm saying, we don't bullshit with them. They sit in their own little shoot area. And, you know, like I said, like we go to our briefings and as soon as we got a, a, a fucking no later than time, we go to them and say, hey, me, you know what I'm saying, have your shit ready and meet us by the birds or by the trucks or whatever. And, and that's it. And then you go on the mission, do what you got to do. You come back, they go their way, you go your way. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's, that is, 
that's kind of a normal thing for Rangers in, in the special operations very, community. Very, very, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but but there was again a deployment when I was in Recce where it was, a little, but that 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 was a little different because we were the program was different that I was working in, so we had yeah. to have a, a relationship with the Terps. Yeah. And actually, speaking of that. That um, there was a Terp from uh, uh, Recky that that worked with us, and we ended up becoming very close friends. So like, which is weird. So we, you know, I started talking Arabic, and he was like, "What the fuck?" And he could, and he picked up my dialect, and then I picked up his dialect, and he was like, "Where are you from, bro?" No bullshit. We were born in the same city, not no more than just a few miles apart from each other. Oh like, wow! Yeah, bro. Tell me how crazy that is, man. Uh, so, you know, him and I became very, very, very close friends and we still hang out till this day all the time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Yeah. He's out here. You know what I'm saying? He works out here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there is a big difference, uh, because on, on my side as a, as an infantryman, we basically have the, we had the, the same four interpreters, the whole deployment. Now, do they so, live with y'all? What's that? Do they live with y'all? Like, like, like oh, in the same? They, they live with us. They smoke with us. We go to chow together. Okay. We talk together. You know, it was, it was the same, maybe four guys just can just kind of rotation. Like we get one guy for three months and we get another guy. And then we get another guy back and everywhere you go, like your platoon number goes from 31 to, to 32. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And your cots, they normally just slept beside the, the platoon sergeant and PL with the with right. the HQ element. But like, yeah, hey, you go on to chow, hey, let's go to chow together. Or sometimes they would just be together, but like they're in your jokes with you. You crack jokes on them. They right. tell you their stories, you know. Uh, but yeah, and they're in all the pictures with us. Any platoon photo overseas, they're in it. Yeah, I actually just had one of you guys' terps uh, hit me up because I think he saw that I was connected to all y'all. Yeah. And and uh, uh, he had hit me up on Facebook, and I was like, I was like, don't I, like, you know, what I'm saying I wasn't trying to be rude, but I was like, don't I know you? And then I had to look at his Facebook, and I was like, oh, okay, like you know, what I'm saying it makes sense because I saw the pictures and I saw the connection, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, yeah. But your trips were were locals, though, right? Some were locals. We did have a guy that was Lebanese that was just on contract at some point, uh, but the majority of them were locals, were right. Kurds who all had these amazing, but yet horrific right. stories of, of Saddam's regime and right. their heavy hand, you know? So they had an investment in what they were doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them risked their lives, basically the ones who didn't stay with us, who would just come in every day yeah. and work with us. Those guys risked their lives to do that. Yeah. So our Terps are, are all, are all U S citizens. Oh yeah. They're all U S citizens. I think they call them like, cat level threes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? They're like, I mean, these dudes get paid a, a, a ton of fucking money. You know what I mean? Um, wow. We actually had, <laughs> we actually had one term. I'll never forget this deployment. We were getting ready to do some fast roping. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we told him, we're like, hey man, we're going to fast rope and we're you know giving him a quick, he's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, I'm not going. And we're like, well, I mean, you really don't have a choice. Like, like you have to go, like, you know what I mean? And he's like, why, but why can't we just land? And we're like, well, we're not landing. Like, <laughs> sorry, like, like, you know what I mean? And uh, luckily I think I can't remember whatever happened. I think we ended up landing. And I think shortly after, that was actually the deployment where I started doing a lot of the chirping also, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that was, that was uh, pretty interesting, yeah. So, so when you're in a deployment, obviously, you're all Rangers and you're, you know, you're what mostly all 11 series to 11 series. Yeah. 
which is infantry. Uh, do you have relationships with like other people that have different jobs, like other MOSs? Like, do you have good relationships with, like the supply guy? You know, are, are you really good friends with him to a point where everywhere your team goes, like he kind of tags along with you type of thing? Yeah. So, you know, usually our supply guy, um, not all the time, but sometimes uh, he's, you know, a dude who's got injured or something and, you know what I'm saying, gets put in there. Yeah. We did have some, uh, what are the 92, I, I can't remember the MLS. 92 Yankees. 92 yeah. Yankees. We did have a couple, man, um, but they'd always be in a centralized, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, like we'd be in Ramadi and you have another platoon to crit and like that. So like usually supply guy would be somewhere like in Baghdad or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but with with our cooks and stuff like that, like I think I told you before, you know what I'm saying, we did have our cooks come with us. Uh, yeah. So we'd always have great relationships. Yeah, man, great, great fucking relationship with those guys, man, close. Cause you can understand also like we went to rip all together, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so all these dudes had gone through exactly what you gone through. So- um, That's a good point. So you, you, you can't really talk shit to anybody. You can't tell them, you know, shit because that motherfucker did exactly what you did. You just got an 11 Bravo fucking MOS and he's just a cook. That's the only difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he went through the same pipeline that you did, did the same hard shit you did. Uh, yeah. So you kind of built that, 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 that closeness together, you know what I'm saying? You got something in that, something in common together. So yeah, yeah man, the relationships were always fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, How our our <laughs> medic was a, a pretty cool guy, Doc Peterson. Um, he was a solid dude and it's like, hey, look, you know, you're with us. So, you know, first you gotta earn the the, the title, Doc. Yeah, That's something that most people don't know that just because you're a medic, you're not automatically called doc. I think you have to earn that in some ungodly way, shape or form. Agreed. Uh, but he was a solid dude and he he humped his weight. He did his job. He patched us up. You know, it was yeah. it was kind of like he was he was an honorary infantryman to a certain degree. Right. Uh, because he, he's with us. He's doing the same thing. He's squeezing off rounds when he has to. Like he doesn't call us over immediately to do it. Right. You know, so. Uh, but yeah, really good dude. You know, great medic to have, you know, pretty much treated just as well. It actually treated better because he's the one that's going to save our lives. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, so you obviously had to deal with other branches yeah. of the military. With you being Army, you had to deal with some other branches. Yeah. What was that like? Um, when I was in uh, Ranger Battalion, you know, the JTACs and the, and the um, damn, the JTACs, you know what I'm saying? We were always yeah. close. Um, Air Force. Yeah, yeah, because they were always with us, you know what I mean? We always had a JTAC. Uh, so you were always very close. As a matter of fact, when I was in Ranger Battalion, we had, um, you know, our, our uh, the Air Force had, I think, uh, maybe like six, seven JTACs, I think, that were right there at Ranger Battalion with us. Like, and those guys deployed every single deployment with us, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Every, you know I'm saying? Every time we went places. But the only difference was when we'd come back to Garrison, they'd be doing their Air Force trainings and shit and then come back, you know, right before deployment. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we did obviously SEALs and, you know what I'm saying, higher ups, but that was never, like, I never had to deal yeah. with them at that level when I was in Ranger Battalion. But when I got to SF, man, that's when things were a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh I didn't, I didn't like working with SEALs, like, at all. Like, matter of fact, I actually got into a little, you know what I'm saying, piss and mash with one of them um, at, at, a, at a location, because um, they started bath bad mouthing and talking back to my fucking um, team leader and I fucking was not about to play that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't like working with them, man. And I think that's something that's always been a thing between seals and, and yeah. you know, the army. It's, it's always been yeah. like a fucking head on fucking thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, nothing against seals. I mean, they're great fucking dudes, man. Stellar fucking guys. It's just, I yeah. think, I think once we, 
once we're over there, you got all these alpha males fighting for this one job, you know what I mean? And everybody wants to be yeah. here, you know what I mean? So it causes a little, a little fucking stress and a little problems. But um, as a whole, I would say, you know, uh, relations were decent, especially with the Air Force. Yeah. Always, yeah. The relationship that I remember the most is, is having to do with Marine infantry. Uh, it was always like a, like two giants in a room. <laughs> Let's size each other up. And that's kind of what it was. Like, what, you know, what's your guys' load for 240? You know, what all do you guys carry? Like, where you been? It's like, a, you know, we're just feeling each other out. Right. Um, the Marines that I had to encounter, they were, they were rough. I respected it. They were yeah, rough. Bro. We were rough, but we were rough and more like savages. Yes. Uh, they were rough, more like mercenary. They really were. You know, but, yeah. You know, like they were way, well, like we were all, you know, in our perspective fields of, of awesomeness. But it's like, you know, like we're looking at them like, why y'all carry all this extra shit? Right. And they looking at us like, why y'all don't look like y'all can carry all y'all extra shit? <laughs> Marines are... I give them props, like you said, man. Like I give Marines a lot, a lot of props, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because, cause I think like in the army, when we gotta suck, it's just, it's just what it is. They just have to suck all the fucking time. All the time. Like all the time. Facts. <laughs> like for us, it's like, man, what the fuck? Like you know what I mean? It's just yeah. this, this one little piece that just that you gotta suck it up, man. And you're just like, it's, yeah. a, it's a huge deal. But for them, that's just how they live. Yeah. Like that's just. You know what I'm <laughs> That seems to be the common thread amongst any army that interact with Marines. It's yeah, kind of, man. Especially if you two are kind of like in, in your same little perspective fields almost. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're looking at them and they're looking at you, but they're like a little bit more rough around the edges. They really are, um, man. <clears throat> so did you have to do any any good work with like other countries' militaries? Yeah, man. Yeah. How was that? Amazing. I loved it. You know what I mean? It gives you uh, it gave me a total different perspective on what is going on in other countries, you know what I'm saying, in other countries, you know. Um, a lot of the countries that we work with, you know, they always try to, because we're coming, they're obviously SF, you know what I mean? So they try to yeah. send all their best, like, you know what I'm saying, they pick the best friend <laughs> and put them on to a platoon. And you know, like, you know they're trying to, you know what I'm saying, they're just trying to boost it up because when you get there, you're yeah. like, hey man, so, and these guys don't even know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I loved it, man. I, I loved it. Matter of fact, I still keep in touch with one guy today, uh, I'm saying till today, like we're very good friends. Yeah. Like, like I've, I've seen him, you know, again, after deployment, um, matter of fact, I'm going to see him whenever I retire. I'm saying I'm going to go back and stay there for, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I just sent his kid, uh, uh, some, uh, converse man. So yeah, man, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like Jordanian, you know what I'm saying? That's who I'm talking about the Jordanian army, man. And I loved, I loved working with those dudes, man. Loved it, man. They were great dudes. Yeah, real quick segue on YouTube. There's this video of uh, the King of Jordan. Oh, he's an animal uh, performing with uh, one of his SF guys. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a very nice tactical awesomeness of a video. But it's even better to see him being the king Spe and and still being able to do that because I think he served in special forces. In my memory, serves so, me correctly. So special forces is his baby. Special operations is his baby. Like he yeah. he never wanted to be king. A matter of fact, he was uh, he was getting groomed to to be the fucking you know what I'm saying the soft commander. Like he did that was his thing. He didn't want to, uh, but you know when his father died, he was like, you don't have a choice. Like you're taking you're yeah. gonna be king, and and that's what happened. But he 
since that's his baby, he he takes care of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's his thing. And you see him doing, like you said, doing CQB, yeah. doing jump master duties, and you're just like, dude, that's that's wrong, man. <laughs> <I ain't laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's sick of shit. Because like you said, he's a king. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could be doing so many other things. So many other things, man. And and you know, I never got a chance to meet him, but um, I know guys that did, man. And they say he's just an, he's he's a fucking awesome guy, man. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Um. I don't remember the specifics of working with other countries. Uh, and if I did, it was, it was a very minute, like, Hey, we're going to do this raid together. And then like, they're just going to meet us halfway and whatever, whatever. Right. But I did work with Iraqi army, whatever name they were called throughout that year. Cause yeah. it changed a few times, but I worked with them quite often through, through the 14 month deployment. And, uh, I had a, we had a great relationship with all of them. Yeah. You know, and most of them were again, up north Kurdish type guys. Fighters. You know, so yeah. So this meant a little something different to yeah. them. They policed each other up very well. Some of them looked like it was this one uh Iraqi guy that was really light and he looked like Tom Selleck. Okay. And that's what we called him. We called him Tom Selleck. Yeah. Uh and he was cool with that. I got a picture with that guy somewhere. But uh but they were a joy to work with. Um a little bit difficult to train in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, once they get along and you see that they're that they're willing to shoot under fire and do their business, it's like a weight release from you a little bit. Like, man, they're, they're really out here trying to do the same thing. So right. that's good. But yeah, that was only mostly who I had the relationship uh, relationship you, with. You just you just brought me um, um, to, uh, to uh, something in my head real quick. You know, one thing working with other countries that I've realized is that honestly, that they think that <laughs> they think we have like magic guns and weapons and you're like no oh, my, yeah you're like no my m4 is literally just like yours <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, like, i just shoot a lot more i just our training is different you know what i'm saying we yeah. we we focus on foundation like i've had to do literally something he's like so what can you gun do and i'm like it's it's just an m4 man. like like it's just literally an m4 the sights are exact same as yours nothing is different there's we don't have no magic um and you know this was a particular country, uh, but I remember them. And I had to explain to them, like, bro, we don't have nothing, like, nothing that's secret, like, nothing is secret. Like, every this is all my shit right here in front of you is what I have. Like, you know, what I'm saying the same thing is just our training is different, and and that's what they don't yeah. comprehend. But you got to understand, like, a lot of these countries don't even have the fucking funding. Like, they don't have the money, they don't have the facilities. You know what I mean? So, like, how can they get better if they don't have the same? You know, what I'm saying the same shit where we invest. What, what is it like? Fucking five hundred billion dollars? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's a little different, man. But yeah, that was kind of funny, man. Did you ever have any of those moments in your deployment where someone really high rank like visited you before like an op or at a safe house or at a village or fob? Yeah, matter of fact, yeah. So um McChrystal. McChrystal, um how I knew it, how yeah, I knew it, bro. how I knew it. It was in my spirit. Go ahead. Yeah, man, McChrystal, man. Um and and matter of fact, I was just talking to somebody about this not too long ago. McChrystal is the dude, man. You know, I yeah. remember like he, he came on a, on a few missions with us on a few different deployments, but this particular one I'm talking about, I remember this might've been the first time I, that I had ever seen him. Um, they were like, Hey, he's coming in and he's, you know what I'm saying? He's going to go with us. And everybody, people were bitching cause you got to take one gun out. You know what I mean? But when he yeah. came, he said, he was like, Hey, look, I don't want to take a spot. Like, I don't want to take a gun out from y'all. You know what I mean? So like, I get it. I'm the commander. Like I get it, but take away the rank, take away the shit. If y'all don't have room, I'm not going like, don't even worry about it. And you know, obviously, mm. Respect. But but you know that's not gonna happen. We still yeah. hey man, you're not going today. Hey man, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. No, sir. We got plenty of room. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember um this particular mission, um, you know, we secured, cleared and all that shit, and 
he was standing outside by the by, by the breach, I think. And there was a uh, team leader that was like, who the fuck? Who the fuck is just standing around? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so he grabs him by the back. He puts his hand on him and he goes, hey, come here. And McChrystal doesn't doesn't resist, doesn't budge. And he, he goes and he sets him down and he gives him his sectors and he walks away. And, uh, you know, later on, and, and that was the same mission that um, I was... I was terping and he had walked by or he had heard me and he seen me, you know what I'm saying, a kitted up guy that was kitted up dressed just like the Rangers, you know, did a terp guy is what he thought. But anyways, we yeah. get back and he goes, hey, who's that guy, the team leader who came and told me to put security at the breach and he's, you know what I'm saying, everybody's like, motherfucker. Everybody's looking at their guys like, you motherfucker. Like who the Better fuck not was be you? Yeah. <laughs> and you see is when he pops slow raise his head and McChrystal goes that's fucking that's how you do it man he was like if, if I'm out there he's like, I don't care who's out there he was like you gotta fucking find work you gotta you know what I'm saying pull security and he was like I'm all about that and we're like damn you know I gave him a coin and uh, McChrystal goes hey he goes so you guys let your chirps wear the same kit and carry guns with y'all and, and they're like like who you like no and he's like well who was that guy that was terminal like oh no that's one of our fucking team leaders <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean? he was like, and he was like, oh shit, he was like, and he's fluent, and you know what I'm saying? They tell him, and he ends up giving me a coin, man. But McChrystal had came on, you know, like I said, uh, I think like two or three different deployments and gone on a couple of missions, man. And that dude was just the shit, man. Like I, 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 I ain't got nothing bad to say on McChrystal, man. Animal. So just to make sure I'm tracking, so there is a ranger out there somewhere <laughs> that snatched up the great yes. General Stanley McChrystal yeah, up by dude. the neck and sat him down and told him to pull security. Gave him his sectors and walked away. And I don't know, I mean, obviously, because, you know, obviously the team leader saw this dude just fucking standing there and was thinking, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to get in. He's probably thinking, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and set him down. But McChrystal didn't, you know what I mean? He just got on much the knee and, and pulled security. Much to General Stanley McChrystal yeah, for being a stand-up, stand-up soldier and a stand-up general for that. And he, I respect that. And he even said, um, um, when we were doing the debrief, he even said, so we did a follow-on after that particular mission. Like, so we did a follow-on right, I'm saying fucking right after. And he even said that that's when he, like, when when we did that objective, when we went on to the next one, that's when he was like, fuck, I gotta find work before, you know what I mean? So like he yeah. found, so he found security, you know what I'm saying? He found something to do immediately that second time. And yeah, man, oh, you gotta give props to, you gotta give props to that shit, man. Because I mean, this is the, absolutely. you know what I'm saying? This is the man, like he ain't got, <laughs> he ain't got to do nothing, but he's, you know what I'm saying? Get on a knee point security just like the rest of us, man. I mean, cause wow, you gotta think man. about it. He's taking a gun out. Like we took, yeah. we took, you know what? Two, three guns, even say he got his aids and all that shit. So you took two, three guns out to bring a yeah. general on, so you got to fucking do something. You can't just be standing around, you know what I mean? I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, and he knows that. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be one of the best stories I've heard in a long time. It's it's one of the most cooler stories, man. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> it is, man, it is. Uh, it is. Real quick, sidebar about Stanley McChrystal. I read his book, on, I was reading his book on my iPad. Good. And uh, it's a very good book. He talks about from, from the beginning to the end. I gotta check it out. Uh, and um, I was in Reagan Airport and you're ready to go travel somewhere. And I walk past this guy and I'm like, that looks like Stanley McChrystal. So I back up and I lean over and I look at him and he looks up and I'm like, I love your book, sir. Get and I just walked off. That was it. Get out of here. That was it. I swear, that was it. And when I sat down, my team was like, you didn't get an autograph? I said, first off, it was my on my iPad. Right. I'm like, secondly, 
I didn't want to like intrude yeah. on his space. He had his wife with him. Like, I don't want to blow a spot up and all that other stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, he's, he seems like a really stand up guy. His book is really is really good as well. Yeah, man. Um, Talk about coincidence, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was That's just dope. a very odd. Like, I legitimately was reading it and walking. And then he was like right there. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, so mine was we were supposed to go back home uh, and be home by Christmas, but our battalion was the one that stayed back to support Iraq's first free election. Right. People, people didn't take that very well at all. Right. That was like a, a, like I hate my life type of thing. I can imagine, bro. Uh, and then one day they're just like, Hey, the division commanders come in and talk to us. And we're just like, well, damn. Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, they pulled up a, a cargo Humvee and he, he jumped up on the back of it. You know, and put his hands on his canteen and gave that fucking General Patton <laughs> motivational speech. You know, he's like, yeah, I know it sucks for you guys because you guys got to stay back. Everyone else used to go home, but you're a part of something bigger. Yeah, he just kept saying, like, you know, look at your track record. Like, look at what y'all have done. We're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, OK, OK. And at the end, it was like some shit like out of a movie, like, ah, yeah. And, and just that moment in time of him coming to do that. And I'm actually friends with him on Facebook, surprisingly. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to be able to have him do that, it's like, man, like you took time out of your day, like to come and do this. Like we could have had our battalion commander do it or the brigade commander, but you came. That's awesome. We appreciate it. You know, what did you think about those people? So there's been a few, and I think it's about the delivery, man, because like, you know, sometimes you're just like, all right, man, we've heard this fucking song and dance numerous times. We're the shit, we're the best, we're the fucking spirit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we got it. But there's certain times when you hear it and you're just like, fuck, this shit just pumped me up. Like, I'm ready to go fucking split some motherfucking doughs now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then there's some you're just kind of like, come on, man. Like, we know you're just trying, you know what I'm saying? We know you just got to check the box. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So it's 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 the delivery, man, on those speeches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, some some people have natural leadership within them. Yeah. You know, and they're going to get up there and they're going to say what needs to be said. And then that's going to be the end of it. And mo luckily for us, most of the times that that occurred, it was obviously because it was like a big op right. coming up and it's like, you know, expected casualty type of thing. But every time we got those speeches, it was just kind of like I respect it. You know, because right. he, he's out here with us. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's not like the battalion commander, like, leaves and you go add Vaughn or something like that. Like, yeah, when we're doing point. that patrol Facts. From a, or going from a from base to base, like, he's in that convoy with us. Yeah, see, that's dope, man. That's you dope. Know what I mean? So, and plus, like I said, us having the, the top three guys that we had, you know, all Ranger dudes, all good dudes. Yep. You know, uh, Major Turner, Sergeant Major Clem Green, all those guys. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like, We've been winning and we're going to keep winning. And when they gave those speeches, they they definitely were worth something. Well, imagine, man, y'all was getting ready to go home. It's Christmas time. And you know what I'm saying like, bro. And then you get a speech like that and you still get pumped up. That's a fucking damn good speech. <laughs> and it was it was whoever suggested it. Shout out to them because it was rough. Yeah. It's like now you're watching everyone pack up. You know, and they're coming yeah. over giving you shit like, yo, you want my uh, my extra towels, you know, my, <laughs> my, know my DVD you. player, want this small TV because you're going to need it. You know what I mean? You want to take this shit because <laughs> you need it. <laughs> yeah. You need it anyway. Hey, man, you want some of my care package candy real quick? Because I'm going to throw the shit yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I don't need all these M&Ms. I'm going home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was 
it was unfortunate that it happened that way. But being able to get that get that speech from uh, his name is uh, Major General Eric Olson to get that speech from him was like perfect. It yeah, was exactly dope. what we needed. Yep. And we was like, yep, we can deal with this. Yeah, that's um, dope, man. So out of a lot of the relationships that you, you made during deployments, do you still have you been able to keep most of those relationships since you returned? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, I would say a vast majority of them, man. You know what I'm saying? I always, uh, well, even if I hadn't talked to somebody in a while, I'll, I'll just send something out like, Hey man, just seeing how you've been. You know what I'm saying? Just saying what's up. I try to keep, uh, close with people, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't want so much time to go by that, that, that we haven't talked. You know what I mean? So I try to, I try my best. I try my best to keep in touch, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do with a lot yeah. of people. <clears throat> I'm the same. I, I keep contact with, with, with most of the people as best I can. And it's mostly through social media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know, you forge such bonds during deployments. Agreed, man. Uh, and you see each other at your best, you see each other at your lowest points. And that's just something that adds like a very, very good connection there. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's also a lot of benefits to that as well. Yes, to keep in a lot of those relationships, which we talked about earlier, but it's, you know, you never know when you're going to need something, when you might be able to save someone, give someone Facts, a job, someone a new perspective on life um, and things like that. And I'm sure you've benefited uh, a great deal from it as well. For sure, man. I mean, just like look at us right now, you know what I'm saying? We're getting ready to retire, man. And so everybody else that either either has gotten out before or, you know what I'm saying, has been is, is retiring is doing big things also, you know what I'm saying? So like those connections and 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 that's the thing, man. It's it's not even just retiring now, but like just in the past, I've always been like that because everybody's doing things, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I don't want to lose connections with people, you know what I mean? Because like you said, I might I might need them to hook me up or help me out later on down the road, you know what I'm saying? Or I could do something for them. And, and that has been the benefit right now, you know what I'm saying, with people, especially with this podcast has been huge for me, you know what I mean? Like talking to people, you, of course, you know what I'm saying, that we've been friends forever, but a lot of people that I haven't talked to, it's here and there, I try to be like, oh shit, hey man, do you mind coming on, talking about this and talking about that? So it's, it's, it's huge, man. Like you gotta stay connected, you know what I'm saying? And with social media, it's, it's it makes it too easy. Makes it too yeah, easy, Yeah, I mean, man. it, it kind of puts everybody out there in one big pool. All you got to do is wait for them to pop up in the people you may know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, face, we can't remember their names. Thanks, man. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, 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 it's been such a blessing. Uh, yeah, I agree. To, to have made those awesome bonds because those bonds just hit different, you know, when you deploy with someone. They do. Um, but it's it's something that, that a good relationship you'll end up having for the rest of your life. I mean, you see it all the time with YouTube videos and clips of people who serve together, who didn't see each other yeah. or have seen each other in a long time. And then they like pop up somewhere and, um, and connect. So, well, just like know, us here in a couple of weeks, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Perfect you know what example. Uh, Perfect example. I haven't seen Carter in fucking ever, man. Um, mm -hmm. Really excited to see him, man. But yeah, man, you, you, like you got to, you know, it, like I said, social media makes it so easy. And like you said, you wait for them to pop up, but even just to send a quick, like, hey man, what's up? You know what I mean? Hey man, yeah. just checking up on you. Um, you know, seeing how you're saying, seeing how things are going and you're saying like that, it's, it's, it's always crucial, man. Crucial. Absolutely, brother. That is all that I have. That is all that I have too, man. Hey, man. Um, yeah, man. Real short, man. I mean, it's really kind of cut and dry, man. I hope y'all like this uh, three-part series that we're doing. Like, you know, like Huggy was saying, a little something different, a little, you know, give y'all a little taste of uh, the other side of our lives on deployments and, you know, at work and stuff like that. Because um, there's so much more to it, man. Um, and a lot of it's very interesting things that people don't ever, ever talk about, things that people just, you know, only keep within 
the groups, you know what I'm saying, within the community. And, and you know what I'm saying? It's not really for outside stuff. We just don't talk about it. But hope y'all enjoy this three-part series, man. It's really cool. And I hope y'all enjoy... Um, it's, like Huggy said, it's not even really, it just took time to fucking put it together, but I'm glad we started this yeah. new series of, you know what I'm saying, just uh, me and Huggy instead of doing, um, you know, something separately every, every single time. So I appreciate yeah. y'all tuning in. Huggy, as always, man, I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Absolutely. Catch y'all next time.